1: is hard to say. Travis intends to attend every big L.A. event. He's going to have Kirk Gibson walk off home run to go watch okay, Have I ever told you that story? No,
2: I don't think you have.
1: Okay. So, 1988, I'm a senior in high school. Okay. okay. My brother was going to go to one of the games and I was going to go to one of the other games. There was an opportunity for me to go skiing with some friends, water skiing with some friends up in Lake Pyramid, you know, on your way up towards the grapevine. It's off there to the west side. And I'm thinking, yeah, go water skiing with my buddies. It'll be a good day out on the water. It's, you know, it's the fall. It's beautiful. And I'm going to do this. Well, you know how this story ends. That's the night Kirk Gibson did his thing. And then my my brother was at the game. I was oh. not. I've never lived it down. So there there is a little bit of something about that, that you want to be there for that big because you, you never know when it's going to happen, right? You never know when that moment is going to take place. So I was the idiot who decided not to go see the World Series game because I wanted to go skiing with my buddies, senior in high school, Travis. I wonder if there's not some of that too. That the idea—I I get the economics of it all, Al, about the, the Rams going back to them for a sec. But what if, what if you were, what if the game that took place in Tampa took place this weekend? You don't want to be there for that. Mm-hmm. It, it, can, can you really, genuinely put a price on that—the opportunity to see something that you can't create? You don't know what's going to happen. It's entirely organic, and it's your squad coming out on the right side of something that you're going to remember for the rest of your life.
2: We had a caller yesterday call in and say, hey, no way I'm selling my tickets. You know, you can't buy an experience. You either are part of that experience or you're not, and there's no money that's going to be able to uh, compensate for that. At the same time, who's selling the tickets? Because I don't know if it's diehard Rams fans that are selling the tickets. I'm not saying that there aren't some of them. I think most of the people who are selling tickets are those that thought a couple years ago, hey, when SoFi gets built, I'm going to buy up some of these damn tickets because I do know and I do understand that I'm a more of a casual fan. There's some games I'm going to pick and choose, but I'm going to treat this stadium like a business, just like Kroenke is treating it $5 billion and all these uh, unbelievable events that are going to happen at SoFi. The tickets aren't cheap, and the prices that um, I'm sure these tickets are going for are... it's, it's a crazy amount of money. I don't think a diehard Rams fan, if you if you had 10 people that were going to sell their tickets, I don't know how many of those people are diehard Rams fans. I think most of those people are just people that are more casual fans. Let me cash in on the opportunity. It's a great time to sell. It,
1: okay, fine. Let, let's say it's nothing but what you're saying, right? It's all just guys that are playing the game. Buy it for one, sell it for two. Okay, I, I get it. But if I could buy it for one... And and I could go see something that would be truly odd. Even if I'm not a diehard fan, I don't have a Cooper Cup jersey home and away. I don't have Aaron Donald an autographed life size cutout in my kitchen. You're just you, you like football. You thought it might be a way to see some cool stuff and maybe go to a game. Don't you want to see the NFC Championship game? I mean, don't isn't that something that you'd like to be a part of?
2: I don't think it hits the same. It just doesn't. You know, one of the things I think with sports that why sports are so profitable, it hits a passion point. It hits, a, it hits you a certain way. It's representing your city or you've been a fan of this team since you were a kid. If I told you tomorrow that the Rams were not in this game and you lived up in the Bay Area and it was San Francisco versus the Green Bay Packers, what an amazing game. It's a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and you have two tickets. Are you probably going to tell yourself, okay. well, if some dude's coming out of nowhere well, and wants to offer I- X amount of tickets – I'm won't his hard said that. I'm glad mm-hmm. you
1: said that because I've had that scenario happen to me, and, and I'll, I'll tell you another story. I feel like you should sit down and sit Indian style on the ground, and I'll, I'll give you a little uh... my knee, my right <laughs> knee will hurt. Um, I was walking into the Rose Bowl one year. It Mm -hmm. was the SC-Texas Rose Bowl game. And it was not – it was kind of the – it wasn't the New Year's Day game. It was that national championship BCS game. So it was kind of the one-off, right? It was a a special event. It was a big deal. I didn't go to USC. I mean, I grew up in L.A., but I'm not a USC guy. I'm a UC Santa Barbara guy, right? I'm not a Texas guy. I don't care about Vince Young and the Longhorn. I mean, I respect it, the whole thing. But it wasn't something that I had a – passion point for right it was something that i wanted to go see because it was a cool event in town and i like to go to the rose bowl walking in with my buddy rick and we're getting closer to the stadium and this guy decked out head to toe in ut stuff hey man i I need tickets i need tickets and i don't know what the tickets were but let's say they were 150 dollars okay they were that's probably about what they were at the time Mm -hmm. and he said to us i'll I'll give you a thousand dollars each for this ticket i this is 2005 so, so, so you know this was still this is a lot of money now it was certainly a lot of money then and we kind of looked at each other and we had that moment like hey, gave it some is, thought this mm-hmm. is a lot of money it's a lot of money we could pay rent this month you can make your car payment whatever it is like this is this is real money and we both said no nah, man this could be a pretty cool night Mm-hmm. And we went to the game, and we saw he's going for the quarter. He's got it, right? We were there. We got to see it. It's the yep. it's the greatest thing I've ever laid eyes on in my life, not because I'm a Trojan, not because I'm a Longhorn, because I was in a building with 100,000 people going bananas, seeing it going crazy, and I love that I was there for it. So I, I've had that scenario.
2: Would it, would, it, would it have been different if a week before the game – Somebody offered you a thousand dollars for the tickets because I think was there something about hey we're here we I, I you you have the mindset of I'm walking into the Rose Bowl I'm here with a buddy like we're just tailgating outside did that have anything to do with it had nothing to do with it.
1: Not not really. I, I yeah. don't think it would have made much of a difference. I mean, maybe you got a little more time to think about it. You could pencil it out on a piece of like, wait, how much can I pay? How about maybe start negotiating at that point? See if you can get a, a little bit of a higher price. But people want to weigh in on this, Al. 877-710-ESPN and ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's go to Phil down here in Orange County. Phil, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up?
0: Hey, what's up, Travis? What's up, Slee? I I always enjoy coming by the, the the place and saying hi to you, Travis, inside the inside sofa as I'm a, so, as that, I'm a
1: season ticket holder. Thank you. Appreciate that um, very much.
0: Hey, I, I was telling the guy on the phone that I'm actually a season ticket holder and unfortunately, too, my good friends are 49er fans, so they're actually coming with me.
1: <laughs> so you're part of the problem, <laughs> Phil. You need to do better. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I don't. I don't have any Rams fan, any 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 fellow Rams fans close to me. But it's a mixed bag for so far. You know, most of the fans are Raider fans, anyways, in L.A. So it's it's hard to find fellow fans.
2: Well, you know, it's funny, Phil. And we appreciate you calling in. How come that one doesn't seem as bad because they're his buddies, like they're his I, actual friends?
1: Because I'll tell you why. I think I think it's easy, right? It's not. It's not uh, mercenary. It's not just diabolical financial sell buy for one sell for two it's like i'm a rams guy my buddy's a niner guy let's go to the game and give each other a hard time and we'll yeah. go, one of us is going to love it one of us is going to hate it let's go have a good time this isn't oh you're gonna give me you know 20 markup on this yeah let's go okay fine it, right it, it doesn't feel quite as and it's 20%. a
2: random dude that you're just selling right. the tickets to yeah
1: absolutely yeah. all right let's try another one uh let's go to alberto in oxnard alberto you're on with Travis Slee. what's up
0: yeah oh I'm going to be a Ram fan for four years already. And the reason they left is because the product wasn't good in L.A. back in the days. And most of the fans were without a positive team. Fans. The same took over our stadium in the 80s and the 90s. How is that possible? When well, Alberto, you
1: bring up an interesting point. And, and I don't mean to cut you off, but out this is L.A. Right. This is not this is not a Rams problem exclusively. This is a problem that has happened to you you mentioned it earlier. When the Cubs come to town, there's a million Cub fans at Dodger Stadium. When the Red Sox come to town, the Yankees come to town to play the Angels. There's A lot of Yankees and Red Sox fans in there. When the Warriors come in to play the Lakers, there are Warrior fans inside of Crypto.com arena. Mm -hmm. They're there. This isn't this is a city people come to, right? I, I, with all due respect, people don't move from Los Angeles to Buffalo. Doesn't work like that. They don't move from Los Angeles to Cleveland, Green Bay, Wisconsin, to Cleveland, Ohio, Cincinnati. They, it goes the other way, right? Yeah. They, they go from Cleveland and Cincinnati to L.A. So you got these people that bring their loyalties with them, and so they go and they watch their teams. That's just it's, there's twenty million people here. Mm-hmm. There's enough fans for all of these teams to go and do these things. This is life here, and yeah, I get it. If I was Stan Kroenke, and we heard from Sean McVay, we've heard from Andrew Whitworth, and we've heard—or his wife at least—we've heard from Matthew Stafford say, Maddie. "Hey, hey, don't do, it. <laughs> don't do it." I, I I get why you don't want him to do it, but it's gonna—it it always has happened, and this is the way that it goes here a lot of time.
2: Well, and listen, a lot of times, usually when you have a fan base that takes over a stadium it's because your team isn't good, right? That That's usually the foundation of, and this isn't just L.A. exclusive. This is just in general. If your team's not performing good, maybe you have bad ownership. Maybe they don't care about winning. Well, that's going to trickle down to your fans too. Well, if you don't care, we don't care. You're just the Rams, the Chargers. I, I think the Chargers are a good example, and I think I just use as a – the Clippers for a really, really long time Perfect example. did not care about winning. There was actually better financially to not go over the cap, and other teams that went over the cap, they all had to chip in and pay the owners that didn't go over the cap. There was it was all based on financial. If there's one thing that the Rams have not done so far since they've been back in LA, this is the sixth season, they have not cut corners. They have not disrespected the fan base. They have came to L.A. and said, we're going to put our money where our mouth is, and we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Trav, you know what they got working against them? Hit me. What they got working against them is they've only been here for six years. Mm. I know they got the history in the past, but some of those other markets that you just talked about, the Packers and the Cowboys and the Niners... There has been – you've used it as a perfect example. You talked about how you growing up was a Rams fan, and then the Rams were gone for 20-something years, right? So 22 years that they're gone. The biggest problem with the Rams and the biggest reason why I think people are selling their tickets, and I think a lot of that does have to do from a financial perspective, is you just don't have enough fans yet. You don't have a big enough fan base. That last caller was saying, would you be surprised right now? If I said, what's the biggest fan base in L.A. right now for the NFL, which team would you say?
1: I would have gotten it wrong a few weeks ago. I would have said the Raiders. I'm not sure it's not the 49ers.
2: Why well, really not. My my knee jerk would be it's the Raiders, right? Yeah. But just that says a lot, right there. It says that they again. I go back to I respect what the organization is doing. They're not sure. putting out a bad product. They're putting out an unbelievable product. That's why it'll turn.
1: That's why mm-hmm. it'll change. It, it, it won't. To, to your point
2: just can't change overnight the the, the the
1: clippers it doesn't change they've been doing it for 30 years because they've been bad for 30 years until the last 10 years they were they were dreadful dreadful and,
2: rams, and bomber is trying to change that right absolutely. like this is this is part of his initiative the rams come back the first year they're not very good but
1: since then they not only have been good they've been very good and they've been very exciting and they play an, a, a, an attractive type of football and now they've got this beautiful palace to show off and have people come into this is why the rams thing has changed far more quickly than any of these other examples that we've given the fact that they are able to have a robust season ticket and all of these things that come along with it it's going to change it's just going to take a little bit of time this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple Travis Lee's brought you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. So very quickly before we go back to the phones, Taylor, um, do you have any family in and around the uh, Buffalo area by chance? I guess Ithaca would
2: be the closest in New York.
1: Okay, that's not super far. That's Because the um, yesterday when we were out at Riviera, our caddy. Who's uh, we? Uh, me and Chris and Tommy and Jason and Blockchain Ray. Okay. Man, yeah. You said we, like, Emily yeah. and I were there, too. But no, not ahead. you guys. We, you yeah. weren't invited. It was, it was the rest the higher of us. Ups. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, our caddy Chris at Riviera looks like your twin brother. He's tall. He's thin, just like you are. And I'm thinking this whole time, like, I wonder if Taylor, like, you know, does he have a, a brother in the general Buffalo? Because he, he was from Buffalo. He's kind of bummed out about the Bills yesterday. But uh, good guy, good caddy. But I was just curious if you had any uh, kin in Buffalo. Not that I know of. I must have a missing brother running around. Do you, do you, have you ever carried a golf bag? Do you rake a bunker? Do you know how to read putts? Do you know how to give yardages? Is, is this a skill set that you possess?
2: None of that. Man,
1: not your brother then, because this guy was money sleek. You, uh, you should come out with me one of these days. See if we can get you out at those nice places.
2: Putting up, uh, looks like, uh, Blockchain Ray's putting up some photos. right? And Jason's there too. Okay, great. I'm glad everybody was there. <laughs> I not, see everybody was there. Yeah. not everybody was there.
1: Not everybody uh, Chris, the ta- the caddy was there. And Taylor's Taylor's long lost brother. Was Me there. and Alan was really can go day. do
0: something else ourselves. Yeah. We don't need go ahead. you guys.
1: <laughs> Enjoy. Have a nice time, Travis Lee.
2: Go miniature golfing.
1: By, there you go. Get a uh, an icy. We okay, icy or Slurpee? Right, Slurpee. Seven Eleven specific. Uh, icy slurpee. is at places like the. I don't know. Icy's are yeah, a little, was little denser. Little icy, little, little bit cherry better. Coke. Yeah, the cola flavor or Pepsi or yeah, there's but seven eleven you can get like the the pina colada one, just a little bit of that in there. It's not it's not the end of the world. Let's try one here. Let's go to Gardena and Manuel. Manuel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Manuel? Country Club Rogers.
2: Country Club Rogers, bro. We Country Club. Uh,
1: also another um
0: acceptable one with Cataract Trav.
2: Yep. Fine. Or, um,
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, half-day S- S- Rogers as well, you know. Silverado now that, trap, for you know, sure. <laughs> now, now that you're a administrative type, now what's crazy is like, okay, so you're executive by day and then you hit Del Taco, right? You better not yep. tell your circle of uh, trust over there about that or else you'll be frowned upon most of those guys probably went to malibu for lunch you
1: know? <laughs> yeah no, they went but, to uh, nobu i hit del taco it's uh it's a different different decision
0: hey you know what that's why you know that's why i love you Trav. you know you you have compartmentalization you're not on your part you know with the public guy but then you also get on your high horse like you just did like five seconds ago when you said uh, <laughs> the higher-ups. So, hey, kudos to you, props, man. Thank uh, you, Manuel. As far as um, – I was pissed, though, dude. I- I'm not going to lie, man. I-, I don't like you hightailing it out of there a little early. I hope this doesn't become like a regular thing. It's his thing.
2: No, no, it's his <laughs> new contract. His new contract goes to 11:55.
1: <laughs> Depends on what the offer is on the other side. I- I- look, I'm open for business, whatever it takes. Hey,
0: no, but that's cool, man. It's it's cool that you got to hang out with Tommy and Chris. Those guys are great. Uh, as far as the Rams, man, hey, it, this is crazy, bro. They have, how crazy is it trying to, this Sunday could exercise literally, what, like 40 years of demons going back to the Montana era, Flipper Anderson, Jim Everett, you know, um, Jerry Rice. So, uh. I'm, I'm pretty hyped for that, and I'm not a Rams fan. I, everybody knows that, but I think the Rams get it done this time, man, and I, I'm hyped for it. Yeah, so, I, mean, well, I, I think that's
1: it's interesting because we've spent so much time talking about the environment, we haven't spent nearly as much time talking about the game, and six in a row is the number that everybody knows, Al, right? Rams have lost to the Niners six in a row, but the Rams finally seem to find a way to Hang with them. As weird as that sound, the the Niners have been the thorn in the Rams' side. The Rams Mm -hmm. have been the better team over the last handful of years, right, except for when they play the Niners. And there, there seemed to be this secret sauce that the Niners would bring that the Rams really struggled with. They didn't really struggle with it the last time. They had a bad half, kind of. They were able to score the ball and move the ball the way that they were not able to do it before. And then they had a really bad, like, 85 seconds. A really bad defensive 85 seconds along the way. I'm bullish on this game. Put put the fan thing aside for a second. If they can make Debo Samuel something other than the best offensive player on the field... I think they've got a really good chance to win this game because he's been the guy that's killed him. If they can deal with him, I really like their chances to win this game.
2: All right, so if we're just going to talk about the actual game, and I know it took a second for us to talk about the game, uh, I'm with you. I, I I think Rams are in a fantastic – Kirk and I were talking yesterday when you took off and you were in the country club doing whatever country club people do. Um, when, when Enjoying ourselves. Trav, I, I'm not kidding. Kirk got me – so hyped up for the game because what I was telling Kirk, I'm like, from a player perspective, if you're the Rams, don't you want to face the Niners? Don't you want to go up against the San Francisco 49ers? No, I'd rather play Jacksonville. but that's... No, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I would. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I get <laughs> yeah, that part. I, I get that part of it. But the fact that you get another opportunity to go up against the San Francisco 49ers, the fact that you let a game go, think about how much – conversation of that game against the Niners, that was only a few weeks ago. Yeah. And and now you get another opportunity and it's back at SoFi and you get this chance to go play for the Super Bowl which is going to be at SoFi. I understand the Niners had an incredible comeback. Listen, we we, we said this, if, if I said that if I said that Sean McVay had a coward set of downs when they had a chance to close out the game would you say, what happened in Tampa? Tampa with forty two seconds left. He said, I'm not kneeling the ball. No, maybe right. maybe there was a, a quick right. maybe there was a quick hey, I could either go for the win or or try to not lose, and, and I think kind of leading up to that moment as well, it's not on McVeigh. They had four they had four uh, turnovers in that game, but they had an opportunity to say, we're going to kneel the ball right here, or we're going to go for the freaking win. They went for the win, so maybe this upcoming Sunday if they're in a similar position, you put the ball in Matt Stafford's hands, and you say, go win the game, rather than, I'm going to punt the ball. They're, they should have won that game against the Niners. I know they yep. did it, and I know 49ers are playing good football right now, but they should be the favorite to win this game.
1: No, you, you make a bunch of good points. Here, here's my favorite thing about Sean McVay. And all coaches make mistakes. All coaches do things that make you go, wait, what just happened? I thought that timeout with it, fourth and one still doesn't make any sense. We're three days past it now, and I still don't get it. Andy Reid also didn't give the ball to Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game. There, there, there are weird moments in games that don't make any sense. Good coaches make weird decisions. What he's really good at, Al, is he very rarely makes the same mistake twice. You you just laid out a perfect example of, hey, I got a little cautious back here. Let's be aggressive the next time. And he was, and it worked, and they're in this shot. and And I think you're right. I think given a similar circumstance – do we want to give it back to these guys and hold on defensively, or do we want to try and get a first down and end this game? I think he probably does do it differently. I think that's what makes him a great coach is that he's flexible. He's not dogmatic in what he does. It doesn't mean that he's wishy-washy and flying all over the place and we're going to do this. No, we're not going to do that. Von Miller was talking about how they have an idea of what it is that they want to do. But he also realizes, you know what, that actually was the better option. Let's go with that. And I think he demonstrated it at Tampa.
2: I, I don't think you get too many opportunities to right some of your wrongs. They have mm-hmm. an opportunity. They had a wrong in week 18. It, it's like, just think about that. It. It's only been three weeks ago that that game happened at SoFi Stadium. So this is, I, I get what you're saying. No, if I could avoid the Niners, I'll avoid the Niners. Bro, you got to go beat the best to get there. You might as well get another opportunity. You know how tough it is to beat one team three times in a row in the same season. And I'm not saying that this is going to be an easy path or anything along those lines. But the Rams are freaking set up as good as it gets. They're not in Lambo. They're not in crappy weather. You already took out Tom Brady. However the hell that happened, you got past that game. Aaron Rodgers I, is gone. I, I think this is. I, I don't know if you could script this anyway. I it might be. Uh, it might be one of those games where. A lot of those players are saying, okay, we know the Niners got a ton of swag right now, and they should. Give us another crack at the Niners.
1: Let me try one more phone call here. Uh, Angel in Los Angeles. Angel, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on? Yes.
0: Yes, sir. How's it going, guys? I love you. Love hearing you guys. I think you guys said everything that we've been thinking anyways. Look, I was there week 18. Yeah, that sea of red was horrible to see. But imagine seeing that NFC championship, and I get to walk out with our Rams on top. That's going to be amazing. So, $3,000 would be sweet because I can sell both of my tickets for probably that amount. For but how much? Hold on, Angel. How much did you say? I could sell them for about 1500 each each. And that could definitely pay some bills and all that. But sure. you guys have talked about it. An experience as a fan. That's not, I'm going to spend that 3000 eventually. Like,
1: I'm, I need to see us beat the, the 49ers. I need he's to a see true fan. It's a true, it's a yeah, true no, fan. A- Angel's a Rams fan. Yeah, yeah he, that, he wants to see that. Like He, he kind of said what you said a second ago, Al, which is, no, how much sweeter will it be when I'm walking out of SoFi and seeing sad 49er fan and like, yeah, nice win in week 18. We'll be back here in two weeks playing in the Super Bowl, enjoy the offseason. He's, he's already envisioning that talk.
2: Do you know how stressful I'm sure it was for every Dodger fan – during the season, oh my yeah, God, you right. cannot get rid of the Giants. How the hell can you not? Giants are going to go into some kind of—they're going to go into some kind of losing streak. They didn't, and you had a final game actually up in San Francisco in Game Five. Scherzer on the mound. As yes, it's sweet to beat certain teams. Yes, it's sweet just to move on. I'm sure that was extra special for Dodger fans because you beat the Giants in the process, and that could be the scenario that plays out this weekend. Travis Lee is brought to you
1: by Goodyear. with, With you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear more driven. All right, so something happened earlier today that also may be one of the reasons that people are not just automatically not selling those tickets. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. You know, listening back to that, Al, I I don't know the last time I had that range of emotions in a relatively short period of time from, it's a pretty big game, but I think they're going to win, to, wait, are the Rams kicking the crap out of Tom Brady? To, I think the Rams might win this game by four touchdowns, to, eh, I feel pretty good about this, to, what the hell's going on, to, what just happened, to, oh, they're going to lose for sure, to... That was a bomb. Wait, they they won the game? How did, and that all happened over the course of one day, one four-hour window? I, it still doesn't make any sense even a couple of days later.
2: And then when that ended, the Chiefs and the Bills started their <laughs> right, game.
1: Right, right. Uh, just and, in,
2: in, incredible. I mean, even even today, a couple of days removed from it, it really was um, as good of a weekend as you could po- possibly ask for from the NFL. And we are kind of – we are we doing this yesterday. We were talking about how the games just got better. The first game, Cincinnati and Tennessee, it's like, oh, that was a really good – oh, my gosh, Joe Burrow, they goal. won by a field goal, and you knock off the number one In the next game, it's like, I mean, wait a minute. I thought Packers had this game the whole way. Next thing you know, it's a block punt, 10-10, and then everybody's walking away from Lambo. They just lost the game 13-10. And then the games were better on Sunday than they were on Saturday. <laughs> Just
1: ridiculous. All right, um ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Anthony Davis back tonight, probably listed yep. probable for for tonight's game. Let's, let's assume he plays tonight. To say the clock is ticking or time's running short, it it really does need to happen almost tonight. I I'm not saying that they have to win tonight. But they have to go into tonight's game. Anthony Davis has to look a certain way. They have to have these pieces look like they fit well, pretty well together. There is no more give it time. It needs to start tonight.
2: Yeah, and there's no, um, you know, if you're a Laker fan and you're thinking that the trade deadline is going to save you or, uh, okay, well, what's plan B? There is no plan B. You got to work with what you have. These are the ingredients that you have. The rest of the season, you might get a a small piece here or there that comes along uh, with the rest with the team. Terrence Ross, or Gary Harris. Those are just names that have been thrown out. Smaller names, but this is the team. And when we say this is kind of the, I actually think thirty five games is a lot of games for them to 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 figure this whole thing out. But the problem is, you can't be going you know seventeen and whatever, 18 or 18 and 17. That's not the idea. I think what you're referring to is go look at the NBA standings. Lakers are in eighth place. Mm -hmm. So not only do you have to figure things out, not only are 20 of your final 35 games against teams that are 500 or above, but you have to win some games in the process so you're not in a playing tournament. You have to beat some good teams in the process. Don't convince me and Travis and listeners – Convince yourself that you're good enough to go <laughs> beat some good point. teams because you haven't done that this year. You're six and twelve against teams above five hundred,
1: and that's really all you're playing over the course of now till the end of the year. I mean, you're obviously going to be a few, but you're playing a lot more good teams than you are bad teams. Out, you know, I love our callers, right? I love our listeners, but you know who's been a, a, a subset of that that's been especially high performers? Who's that? The Ladies that call our show, so Amy goes to the front of the list, Amy and Alhambra, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up?
0: Hey, I love country Club Rogers. Anyways, I think when I he, do too when uh when <laughs> Sle called um McVeigh a chicken uh, and you you said no, no, He wanted to let Garoppolo lose a game, which is I think right. He was a little bit passive, but if you if you analyze why they were so aggressive. Because you do not want to let Tom Brady – he was not going to let Tom – because if they go to OT, Tom Brady's just going to beat them. That's why he, he did what he did. That's why he he made um, uh, Matt Stafford go for it, Because once you give it to Brady, that's it. That's interesting, you go, Amy.
1: So. I, you bring up a really good point. Thank you for the call. Because I, I, what you were saying that, you know, okay, the first time against the Niners he was more cautious, conservative. Then against the Bucks, he was very aggressive towards the end of the game. I wonder if it's not because of, I learned from the last lesson, it's, dude, I'm going to let Jimmy Garoppolo try to go 85 yards. I'm not giving Tom Brady even one more
2: breath of life because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I think Amy's spot on right there. So I, I asked Kirk the same question yesterday, and Kirk said, well, why is Stafford here? Isn't that why you went out and got him? So you're supposed to – all of a sudden you're picking and choosing when you want Stafford to go win you a game and when you want Stafford to just punt the ball and, and go take your chances. I'm not saying that – the scenario that, that played out, they could have went for it against the Niners, Trav, on that third and six. They mm-hmm. could have thrown the ball to Cooper Cup, and it was an incomplete pass. And that's okay. Like I, The only thing I was just saying is when you have a chance, you don't have too many opportunities in the game – in the NFL or in sports – when you have a chance, hey, I can control shutting this game down. I think you take that, you know, you, you especially because you do have Stafford and you do have Cooper Cup. What they did, and it's a great point by Amy. Maybe the scenario just played out. If Tom Brady gets the ball back in overtime and it comes down to a flip of a coin, and it's the same scenario that played out in the game after It was Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both staring at each other. Who gets the ball first on the on the on the coin flip going to end up winning this game? Sure. Maybe that's how McVay uh, you know, obviously saw that scenario.
1: This is a terrible comparison, I think, unless it's perfect. <laughs> so here's what I mean. The, the, here's the decision: We're playing a basketball game. It's going to come down to the final shot. Mm-hmm. You're going to take a three. Do you want to have the ball with Steph Curry taking that three? Okay, who? who Best case scenario, he's going to make it half the time. He's going to miss it half the time, right? If you're 50% from three, you're off the charts amazing. It's kind of a 50-50 proposition. Or do you want to give the ball to the other team and Russell Westbrook has to take that three, who's going to miss it probably three out of four times? You know, this is this is the game that I think that Sean McVay is playing. Like, I, 75% versus 50%, that's a huge difference. I love – Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time, but even the greatest shooter of all time misses half of his shots, whereas I can punt it back to Jimmy G or make Russell Westbrook take that three. Doesn't that give me a much better chance I, of winning that game?
2: Can I just say this? I think if he's in the same position this upcoming weekend on Sunday – and the exact same scenario is playing out, and you got a chance with Matt Stafford to go get the first down, I really believe he's going to go try to get that first down. Especially that, that, with the way Stafford's
1: played, right? He's just it's, been so good the last couple of weeks.
2: It's, it's a combination of that, and it's also the combination of you have a chance to finish the game. The last thing you want to do is give another team some life, and even if that life is just a small percentage, you give a team hope, and you never know what they can do with it.
1: All right, Mission Hills is our next stop, and Greg, Greg, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up?
0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. It's Ed, by the way, but anyway. Oh, sorry, Ed. Uh, I just started listening to you guys two weeks, and you guys are awesome, by the way. Thank you. I Appreciate am a Niner you, fan. Mm-hmm. I am a Niner fan, though. Yeah. All right. First Unlike of all, the people who are selling the tickets, there it, it, there was no football in L.A., so they just bought tickets, and now they're like, yeah, it's the Rams. I could get a free season next, next year. They're selling the tickets. All right? That's it. That's basically it. The second thing someone said yesterday, uh, I didn't want you guys to win because you know what? You guys are hungry. You guys we beat you six times, and you guys are going to go for it. And Jimmy, he's not the quarterback, dude. I think you guys might take it. I don't want you guys to. I think
1: <laughs> you guys are to take it. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate the phone call. What do you think, Slay? I The, the, the six and oh thing kind of cuts both ways, or at least I could talk myself into it cutting both ways. The idea of, hey, look, nobody beats the Los Angeles Rams seven times in a row. That's a famous Vitas Garolaitis quote after I think Jimmy Connors had beat him something like 48 times in a row. And he said, nobody beats Vitas Garolaitis 49 times in a row after he finally broke the streak. Is it, is it one of those or is it the Rams are actually better and there's all sorts of extenuating circumstances, namely, Jimmy Garoppolo, I I have never seen a Jimmy Garoppolo game, didn't beat the Rams, and I've never looked at the end of the day and said, how the hell did that happen? How did that
2: guy beat that team? Well, I I think the Rams are a really, really, really good team. And that that to me is the most important thing. It's one thing, I know a team might have your number. I know a team um, just a couple weeks ago walked in when they were down, it was 17 nothing, right? It was 17-3 or 17 nothing?
1: It was 17 nothing until just before the end of the first half, and they kicked that
2: field goal. Oh, yeah, goal that's to right. They kicked a the field goal, and uh, we, we talked about how it, Stafford was in a shotgun formation when they should have ran the ball, try to get the first down, run clock, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, the Rams are a really, really good team. I understand, and, and I think there's a Niner fan calling. You can't tell me there's Niner fans thinking this weekend, yeah, we're good to go. We're good to go. It's going to be a battle. It's a tough game. I mean, I I, I don't know what the spread is today. Three but and a I half. Have, what is it? Three and a half. Rams are favored by three and a half. So that that kind of gives you that, – that tells you where I think most people think this game is – the direction that it's heading in. The game against uh, Tampa, it was a three-point. I think the spread was three. Tampa this, was a three-point favorite. Tampa was a three-point favorite. Three and a half, by the way, is a big difference in three. That, that, Huge. That, that says – that says a little bit of something. Um, I just think the Rams are a really good team, and as much as you know, you can look in the past and you could say, "Well, this team's done this." Rams could easily, and they could have easily won Week 18. I think they'll learn from some of their lessons there, and uh, we'll see if they deliver. And, and it might come down to maybe it doesn't. If Stafford's going to have if Stafford's going to play like he did in these first two games of the playoffs. Rams are winning that game. Oh,
1: I I couldn't agree more, Al. I, if they get a performance from Matthew. Stafford the way that he performed against Arizona and, and Tampa Rams win that game I absolutely agree with that the dump coming up next it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN the, uh the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, or I should say the former head coach of the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, is stepping away from the team. And we spent a lot of time talking about how all of the great quarterbacks that are coming into the league right now, the vast majority of them are on the AFC side of the draw. One of the kind of stalwarts in the NFC, the Saints with Sean Payton and Drew Brees, feels like they're kind of entering a really unknown phase because quarterbacks not settled, Head coach is now not settled. Yeah, more opportunity for the Rams potentially.
2: Yeah, that's uh, sometimes you know you're a good team, you're putting together a good squad, but a lot of it also has to do with the competition around you, right? And the competition in the NFC are the Rams for the next couple of years? Are they going to dominate the NFC? It could. I mean, that's not it's not a stretch here to to think that that could be the case. They're certainly built to be successful for a couple of years. While you start looking at who's the number one seed in the uh, in the NFC this year, the Packers. The number two seed, the Tampa Tampa. Bay Buccaneers. And there are question marks about both of those franchises, what's going to happen with their quarterbacks. Kind of interesting what's happening around the uh, Rams.
1: Go a step further. The number three seed are the Dallas Cowboys. Anybody buying that? (laughs) No. Right? There's still all sorts of questions about their ability to win big games. The two best teams in the NFC are both in the West. It's San Francisco and it's L.A. And I Green Bay and Tampa, look, I don't know if Rodgers is coming or going. It does feel like the wind at least is blowing a little bit that Tom Brady might walk away from this. There's there's some rumors out there. This may get very, very interesting for the Rams uh, pretty quickly. And,
2: by, by the way, just add another team to that, Seattle. You know, a, a team that's been totally so in incredibly successful yep. over the years. And they're going to be – this. it's a big question mark. What happens to them as well? Yeah, I'm no,
1: no doubt about it. All right, um – Dick Vitale is going to have surgery on his vocal cords. He's not going to call another college basketball game for ESPN this season. Mm. Um, I just want to put it out in the universe. Get well, Dick. I, I am a huge Dick Vitale fan. And I'm not even talking about him calling basketball games. You know, he's, he's got a style, as they say, right? And and you may like it. You may not like it. I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. This is one of the nicest people I've ever – I've been doing this for a really long time. I've been doing this for nearly 30 years in one way, shape, or form. Dick Vitale is one of the good guys. He and, and I'm sorry he's not feeling well. I'm sorry he's not going to be able to call games. But I just wanted to put it out there, Al, that I, I am a huge Dick Vitale fan, and get well soon to him.
2: So he's been doing this thing, and you know he's been very, very active on Twitter. He's throwing out motivational tips of the day, and you know he's kind of taking you through like uh, I got good news, I got bad news. Uh, pray, you know, he's been very open. Let's say on Twitter. I'm looking here. In the last couple of hours, he's putting out tweets, too, um, going through his lists, rating certain college players, his diaper dandies. Like, he's still okay. You can take away one thing, which is obviously, <laughs> but he, he, still go. <laughs> he's still going to find a way to, uh, to contribute in the college game.
1: Yeah, get well soon, Dick. I, one of my all time favorites. The SAT is moving completely online starting in 2024. When I took the SAT 10,000 mm-hmm. years ago, you needed an ID. You needed a blood sample. You needed a DNA. You needed to have both your parents walk you in. They needed to know your entire genealogy back to uh, the 14th century. Now we're going to let people take it online in their house. That that's that's something that's happening. This seems like I got the wrong end of the sticks, Lee. You
2: just got to trust people. You know, nobody's <laughs> yeah. gonna oh. nobody's gonna have another device next to them that's not <laughs> no, logged <never>. into the <laughs> current device that's taking the SAT. It's uh it's a trust factor, and that's all it is. It's it's the uh putting uh putting money in a tip jar, nobody's actually taking two dollars from the tip jar. Just trust
1: well, I think if there's one thing we can agree on it's that people when asked to do the right thing always do do you no. remember
2: <laughs> do you remember half baked with Dave chappelle? Where he goes out on the date and he only has X amount of dollars. Like five bucks is all he has. And he's running down like all the money. And then he goes, um, there's a, a homeless guy asking for money. And it's just showing like the total that he has left. And he <laughs> took two or three dollars. All of a sudden, the total starts going back up again.
1: <laughs> Perfect. It is National Irish Coffee Day. That's uh, that's something I don't get very often. But every time I do get it, that's a pretty good little uh, special little treat in Irish coffee, Al.
2: So you're telling me that we can have an Irish coffee, and plan our trip. What is it? What was today? What was <laughs> National earlier? National
1: Plan of Vacation Day
2: plan a vacation day. How much while drinking uh, an Irish coffee? How much better is it to plan something or do something that like involves all these different elements when you're maybe uh maybe a little deep on something. Look, it's late at
1: night, maybe you're not going to have the night wind down, you want to get a little of that caffeine back in your system, put a little pull a little whiskey in there, put a little Baileys in there, maybe put a little both in there, a little whipped cream on top, sweeten it up a little bit. Why not? Who doesn't want to do that? Um Colin Jost and uh, Pete Davidson have a decommissioned Staten Island Ferry that they're turning into a nightclub slash comedy club. I'm here for that. That sounds like fun. I, I would like to go to the Staten Island Ferry and watch Pete Davidson do his thing.
2: Yeah, I'm good with that. I think both you and I would be there for the uh, the comedy club, and then when all the strobe lights start coming on and, uh, and the house <laughs> glow sticks music and starts whistles. coming on, glow sticks and whistles <laughs> and all that, uh, that's when then we go to another level. We take it another level up.
1: You in the mood? Uh, you in the market for a new home? Because there's one for sale. Justin Verlander and Kate Upton are selling their Be- Beverly Hills home for a measly eleven point seven million dollars. You got the down payment? You ready?
2: Well, right now, just because of interest rates, those are starting to go up. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I might have to wait on this one. I
1: respect it. You got the pregame show coming up a little bit. Lakers and Nets. How do people find our pods, Lee?
2: All right, ESPN app on iTunes. Catch the full three hours. If you miss it live, catch it on the podcast. Just search Travis and Sliwa.
1: Al and I got you covered all things Lakers and Nets tomorrow morning. Mason and Ireland are coming up next. Don't forget, tomorrow we're giving away NFC championship tickets.